What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 87. This is the February 2023 edition, and we have uh, TCC Latin American Operations Manager Javier Fernandez, VP of Sales AJ Petrarca, and TCC President Rob Roach all here this morning. Good morning, Benny. Good morning, morning fellas. Benny. Good morning. What in reverse order today? Yeah, you got me by surprise. <laughs> Mixing things up here. That's good. Trying to. Hey, Keeping guys us doing? on our toes. Welcome back from. From the various beaches you guys have recently been on? Jealous? Yes. I was away for three weeks in motherland, Peru. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for clarifying which which motherland we're talking about. Yeah. So thank you for the pictures of the, you know, ceviche. Looks like, oh my God, amazing down there. Fresh, so fresh. Tiradito. Oh, yummy. Can we get a can we get a close up of these the teeth too? Let me get, let me get a you smile. Got new teeth. Look at that smile. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you stuck with the same shade, I guess. You didn't yes. go lighter. No, same shade. Same shade. Not bad. Look good. They look good. Thank you. Thank you. AJP was in Florida. Yep, still got my same teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, good to know that's not a prerequisite of going on vacation. Get, get new teeth. And Rob is also on the beach as well. Jealousy. St. John, yeah. Yep. Quick good. trip down there last week with the kids. Yeah, it was a nice time to get out of Rhode Island. Good, February. Time, good time for it. Yep. Uh, we are mid to late February. We are a month out from AFPM, which always seems kind of like a guideline of, I guess, like when spring really starts. Always nice going down there. It's obviously warmer than it is here. Not that it's been all that cold here, but we are getting through kind of the end of end of winter here. Um, obviously, more than halfway through uh, Q1 of the new year. Um, how would you uh, how would you summarize how January and February has been? Seems like obviously Q4 was quite slow and maybe isn't a great barometer of how busy stuff really is, but I think January and February have been a little bit busier at least. How would I summarize January and February? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, um, it was you know it's it it certainly hasn't sprung into action. We haven't seen uh, any monster peak. Um, really kind of divergent from energy markets to derivative markets. We've seen a lot of that kind of lately. Um, got through the Chinese New Year, and there certainly isn't a, a giant uh, rebound going on there by any means. Uh, we're we're still in a in a major conflict in Europe, and uh, and have uh, some very uh, tenuous relations with China. Um, so, how would I summarize things? Is um, muted. Uh, January and February are pre-pandemic sales levels, and um, and despite increasing raw material costs, people are still offering import materials, mostly from Asia prior to the earthquake, Turkey, but now mostly from Asia, well below domestic pricing, and uh, even with tariffs, we're still seeing quite a, a bit of material coming from China. So. Uh, overall, uh, back to 2019 levels, not bad, but certainly not, uh, picking up like we'd like to see it in the first quarter. The China New Year is an interesting thing. I feel like we almost didn't even really talk about it. I don't know if it impacted anything you guys are doing, but like, I feel like some years it, it was a big deal. The port shut down for a while and it interrupted supply. No, this year it almost wasn't really a huge deal. Be- with people, maybe demand be- be- people plan for it yeah. in advance. So yeah, but there was, there was a, there was a spike on the freight rates after and also raw materials after yep. right after new year, the Chinese new year. So it, it, it made a, made a, 
an effect. Yeah. I think demand was so soft this year that it wasn't that big of a deal. Like the right. last two yes. years prior was a huge deal because exactly. demand was crazy and yeah, the supply you're right. was short everywhere, you know, so it was a much bigger conversation, but right. it was more back to normal this year. Yeah, a lot of places in the world were slower, so there was a really heavy reliance on getting whatever you can from China because you couldn't get stuff anywhere else, and this year it's a little more balanced maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it seems like you say freight rates have kind of gone up a little bit from China? Yeah, right Post- after the, the New Year, they came up, yep. but then now, now they're or we, or, back, or back to normal. And those are really like kind of pre-pandemic levels too, right? A couple of grand almost. For, for containers? Almost. Yeah. Depending on your destination, but almost, yeah. Cheap to get to LA right now. Yeah. Very Mex- cheap. Mexico is probably similar. Is it cheaper to go to Mexico than it is to like? Venezuela, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Venezuela is tough because there are not so many lanes. Yeah. So you got to do a lot of like transport or you know what you call it, but yep. from port to port. Trans shipping. Yeah. Trans shipping. You also have to go through the canal. Yeah, the canal. You gotta pay the fee of the canal. So it's it's, it's, a, it's a lot of thing. But from Mexico they go direct. They go from from whichever port to Manzanillo in twenty one days. Right. Eighteen to twenty one days. So it's really good. Are those rates usually cheaper than like a like a New York or Savannah or is it all kind of cheaper? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Just cheaper. shorter. Shorter, shorter distance, but in the canal, like Javi was saying, they they charge, yep. you know, pretty exorbitant rates now. So yep. it gets absorbed between all the containers, you know, or or all the parcels on the ship. But yeah, it's uh, it's more expensive to come over uh, once you get through the Caribbean into the Caribbean. Yeah. it's it's more expensive. The canal is the biggest revenue of Panama. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. I don't know. That. So yeah, that's what I, that's what I heard. Hmm. There's the biggest. The Not biggest. Bitcoin. <laughs> no, no, no. It's also Pan- a big, Panamanian coin. It's it's, a, it's a also a big uh, Panama is a, like, like a banking, like a big time fiscal paradise. But the canal is more. What do you call it? F- fiscal paradise? Yeah, that's what that's what my dad calls it. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that. Never no, heard that. It, it, that's what it's called. Like fiscal paradise, like Uruguay, Gran Cayman, Panama. Those yeah. are fiscal paradises. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you're you're there. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're also incredibly featured on various Netflix <laughs> documentaries. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, that, I think kind of summarizes what we're seeing. I, you know, there was a lot of, obviously, coming in late January, February, start hearing about, like, you know, 2022 kind of overall economic data and GDP and all that fun stuff. And a lot of the figures have been relatively positive. I know there's a long, especially the second half of the year, a lot of doom and gloom and talks about recessions and whatnot. But it seems like for the most part, a lot of the financial reports were okay. Obviously, the stock market finished down double digit percentage, but you know, a lot of the you know GDP and consumer spending and a lot of the figures seems like they've been relatively positive for the 2022 as a whole, maybe front loaded from the beginning of the year, but um, you know, I think less doom and gloom than maybe some people expected. I think the forward thinking doom and gloom might be there because of the, the interest rate hikes, you know, now what we thought might be, you know, in March, uh, I think it's March 22nd is the next time that they're going to look at interest rates and everybody thought, oh, well, maybe another quarter point or less, you know, um, now we're definitely looking at maybe a quarter, maybe a half. Some data came out just in the last couple of weeks that really sent the stock market into a tailspin down uh, because it, it showed that inflation was still uh, somewhat more prevalent. Although there's other factors, you know, retail spending is strong, overall spending is strong. You know, I think that the stock market obviously knows before, uh, you know, everyone else does supposedly. Um, and it's showing us that there's some concern that the rest of the year will remain muted based on these higher interest rates. And we're already starting to see it locally here. Like I have friends that are in the construction business and 
they've got their current job, but they don't have six jobs lined up in front of it. So, you know, and then there's also a massive migration right now. You saw that, you know, Javi went to Peru, AJ went to Florida, I went to St. John, we're back to travel, we're back to eating meals at restaurants, we're back to going to the bars with our buddies, you know, that's where our money is being spent, where we're, we're, we're unable to do those things during the pandemic. They were spent on, you know, buying some epoxy to make a fancy tabletop. Nobody's doing that anymore. Yep. So, yep. Uh, so that propped up demand has come back to normal demand and where, you know, we need to settle at that level. In the meantime, folks like us, folks like producers, uh, distributors, traders, they all got high-priced inventory that they don't want to drop down real quick and get and, and sell, you know, at half of what they paid for it. So, you know, they're going to they're going to hold that as much as they can and, you know, and sell it at those levels. High-priced inventory is a factor right now. It's now been 8 months of high-priced inventory, so you're seeing less and less of it. My concern is going forward when all that inventory is gone, nobody re-ups on any inventory, and then there is a casual demand uptick. There's going to be nothing there. So we're starting to see in our business uh, two, three-day lead time orders. Oh, we got an order for materials at the plant. We got to go get raw materials. Well, we got it in stock. Yep. We're able to deliver it. We get the business. It's not a matter of two pennies. Right that we didn't get the order. We got the order because we have the product available. It's here. We're sort of, we're in this. We're in this for the long term. We've got inventories. We got product available. We win the business. Yep. yep. So people have to take that into consideration coming through the remainder of the year that if you don't have it, you can't sell it. You know, six to eight weeks out might be uh, a lower price, but guess what? Domestic may be a lower price too. Right. So, I mean, it's not, is it worth the gamble? Eh, I don't know. Yeah, by the time it gets here, your money was out eight weeks and it's the same price anyways. Exactly. Uh, I was reading a, <clears throat> one of the articles Steve Friedewald on our team sent around talking about volatility, which I thought was interesting. That mm. volatility has been such a big trend since early 2020 and will likely probably continue for this year, but maybe, you know, if 2020 and 2021 had big swings of volatility, you know, 2023 will still be there, but maybe smaller swings which I think was a good good point. I think, you know, we're still, certainly still seeing some volatility in different products and industries, maybe more so than some than others. Um, but be interesting to see how I think things kind of shake out with being more or less volatile, volatile as the year goes on. I would say in my 25-year career, the cadence of vol volatility has shrunk. So I think that in 1997, when I stepped into this career, the volatility was pretty um, low for quite a long time. And then it started and it's grown ever since to, to the point where we saw the most volatile market in 2021, 2022 that I've ever seen in my career. I agree with what you're saying is that we're still gonna have volatility. And I'm very concerned about Ukraine, Russia, the proxy war with NATO, and 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 the current relationship with, you know, Xi and China, so there is no uh, reason to think that volatility will go away. So that's why securing your supply chain with people that you trust is ever so more important. What I have seen in the first two months, as the shoe is switched to the buyer's foot, is reverse auctions, auctions, and all this other stuff. The uh, the let's call it abuse has shifted to the other side and and they're very aggressive with it. Yep. 
and it's not going to do well for them if volatility, as we're speaking about, comes to fruition in any means, lesser, even lesser amounts than 2021 or 2022. Yep. Yeah, we, we put a good uh, article we found that just found in The View this month about the whole balloon situation. Obviously, we've been following yeah. this China balloon thing. It's less about the balloons and what they may or may not be spying on, but more so, you know, we come out of a period where people were buying wherever they can. They want to get the best deals. They just need to secure their supply and get material because production was so crazy. Now that stuff's kind of evening out of, but people are kind of reconsidering like, oh, you know, how secure of a supply avenue is China or Asia or these different mm. regions. People well, are kind we of had taking a, a little look at it. Yeah, we had a little lunch yesterday with a, a, a small company that has a small <laughs> investment in China talking billions. Yeah. Very, very concerned. Yeah. Very, yeah. very concerned. And also back to the balloon, I got a theory on that. China sent that balloon over us so it would be shot down. So now they can shoot down anything that's above their country. They, that was a stupid mistake to shoot it down because you know what? Now they can say anything that they shoot down, whether it's 10,000, 40,000, or four miles yep. above China yep. is, is cannon fodder. So I don't know, man. I think that that was a purposeful thing, and I don't know. You know, maybe they were collecting data, but guess what? They're collecting data and satellites every single yeah, day. Right, right. They shoot. They put this little blimp over us. I mean, so mistakes are made sometimes. I don't know. We'll see in the long term if that was a mistake or not. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can get like precision images of like people's houses from you know satellites way in the sky. Never mind these balloons. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's... I'd be more concerned with the data collected through TikTok that everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. They're allowing that to go yeah. on, but they yeah. don't want this blimp to go over the Goodyear blimp to go over. You know. Right. So. Um. Javi, I know you've been on sabbatical. Yes, but, that's uh, correct. That's correct. <laughs> I've been on sabbatical. Three weeks sabbatical. We were asking Javi when his retirement party is going to be. <laughs> starting, starting to plan. It was a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> the second one. The second one. Um, but how's things? Uh, how's things with your Latin America customers, contacts? How's the general uh, general mood been? Diverse industries are picking up. I mean, uh, opposed to Q four, Q one has been has been good for Latin America. The demand's picking up, so. Customers are happy. Are planning better. Uh, they they plan a Chinese New Year, no problem. And and they're looking for new ways uh, to save money. You know, they're asking for longer terms. They're asking surprise, for, surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> you know, it's, it's this time. You know, they they wanna they want us they want us to finance their their <laughs> their, right. their business. Right. So yeah, so we are we're, we're in the process, but yeah, things are good overall, and 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 different industries are picking up. Others are. Flat, but overall, it's, it's an upward trend for Latin America. Obviously, people uh, people in Latin America are traveling, as seen in our a lot. TCC AFPM golf outing lineup. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, people, uh, Latinos like to travel. Yeah. And February is a big travel uh, month because of Carnival. So Brazil is, in, Brazil is off uh, February for Carnival, and other countries are like Venezuela, Panama, they're all Carnival. So you just follow Latin America work schedules, are you telling yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind of. Um, no, it's good. That's good. You know, good that there's a lot of a lot of positives coming out of. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's picking up. So I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy because Q4 was was a kind of was slow, slow, yeah. very slow. So we'll see. Good. No, it sounds like I'm getting news. copied on POs from Javi all of a sudden. So wow. it's, it's, yeah, it's 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 a good sign. <laughs> Things are picking up for him. <laughs> you can see the trends in Latin yes. just by the <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the PO flows. From <laughs> that's the that's the global indicator of 
<laughs> Latin American production. That's yeah. going to be posted somewhere as an index, you know. Like Number of emails of in Rob's inbox from Javi. <laughs> That's a stat right can we there. Get, can we get IT working on that? Can you see some, some graphs? Graph that. <laughs> Went from very low Q4 to it's it's starting to come up. It's yeah. starting to come up. Yeah, I want to see the, I want to see the data. I want, I want to see a hockey stick. Deals. <laughs> um... Obviously, we talked to I think a bunch about kind of specific industries. Um, you know, we had some calls with customers that focused on construction type applications, automotive. Kind of hear mixed reports on things. I think mm. there's a lot of up and down. And we, we had a call with a customer this morning. They said there's a lot of differentials. You know, some industries are very much a, a buyer's market depending on the raw materials and supply. Some markets are a little bit more balanced with still kind of a, a mix between buyers and sellers markets. So it's been interesting seeing which which industries have gotten more competitive or not. Like you said, we've seen some more RFP and reverse auction activity in certain industries. So, um, you know, I don't know if there's any industries you want to kind of cover specifically, but definitely we've seen a mix in, in positives and negatives from different end use cases and in, in industries out there. Well, if you're talking about chemicals or you're talking about the things that make chemicals, because I think maybe a highlight might be propylene and benzene, yep. you know, those two, yep. um, are divergent from, you know, $76, $78 barrel oil right now. You got 11 cent increase on propylene coming into February and what looks to be a five to seven cent increase on propylene going into um, March. So that's an interesting one. Also, um, benzene. Benzene has been trending up quite substantially over $4 per gallon on the spot right now. So again, you know, uh, benzene numbers, if you're talking chemistry mm -hmm. again it's uh back to my earlier point if you have it you know um you're going to get market pricing for it there's people that are still dabbling in the import market and offering and you know in some cases you know really offering you know egregious low prices and some people are taking advantage of it can't blame them for that but uh after the chinese new year we definitely saw uh prices increase uh between one and three hundred dollars per ton on most chemical products uh, very quickly. But that seems to have, uh, you know, you know, plateaued at that point. But uh, we expect China to really come up. I mean, I feel like I'm talking too much, guys, but. Oh, you're doing you a know. good job. Keep oh. it going. It's like, I'm out. No, I think it's, I think it's plateaued. And uh, in, in we're going to see once, I think it's in China's best interest based on everything going on in the world right now to, First of all, they need to satisfy their people who were, you know, very upset in the in the COVID uh, lockdown period. They showed that they were upset. They fixed that problem. Now they got to get them back to work. So I think that there's going to be, uh, and and obviously in communist country they have some control. I think you're going to see some robust demand, but it's going to be uh, a month or two that the system has to get back up and running again. Yep. We're starting to see prices pop in China and a lot of things with with increased demand. So okay. we're starting to see some trickle of that of that effect happening at the moment. Yeah, I think it'll ramp up. Yeah. I think it will. You know, especially coming into summer and things like that. And especially, Matt, just remember when we came out of COVID, like how we acted. Oh yeah. I mean, it was like, yeah. I'm still acting that. Way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. You know, you feel like you come out of something and you, you just got to do everything that you couldn't do, which is travel, eat, go to restaurants, you know, uh, service, service, service industry, yep. which isn't good for us. I mean, we're materials industry, but, you know, when people start traveling and people start, you know, going worldwide and eating and you use a lot more energy. So 
um, you know, we're basically feeling that energy values will increase, especially with a lack of energy from Russia, except for places like China and India. Yep. Have you guys seen any, uh, any of your customers or specific industries that seem more or less you know, higher demand, lower demand than normal? I know you probably have some of your seasonal products maybe starting to kick in, whether it's stuff you brought in over the winter time or maybe starting to look ahead at spring. Yeah, it's it's pretty flat to down as far as demand goes. I can't think of anything that's really popping yep. on on the demand side right now. Like fertilizer prices are coming down, but that's you know pretty steady eddy. You yep. know, I can't uh, I don't know. I can't really point to anything that's 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 highlighted as as robust demand right now. Yeah, yeah. Avi, you concur? Concur, concur. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I think maybe down in Latin America, you might see some uh, yeah, paint and coating demand because they typically. In the summer, yeah. Yeah, so you're starting to see some demand for the, you know, UPR derivatives, coatings, paints type of derivatives. I mean, I'm seeing your POs, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, they're <laughs> getting ready to yeah. to paint, you know? Yeah, the, the demand's it's picking up. I, I think, I mean, as I said, based on Q4 numbers, the Q1 is much, much better. Yeah. Do you find yourself, as we're planning for AFPM, do you find yourself busier this year versus last year? More people travel. More, more people, people travel from all over the world, so it's busier. Uh, I mean, it's almost a full schedule, but it's, I mean, it's going to be a BC, yeah. BC, BC, BC week. Our yeah. AFPM schedule is packed. The yeah. things like mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever seen it so busy before. Yeah, we had some time slots where like we had like five or six meetings booked in our hotel. We're trying to like figure <laughs> out where to put people. It's crazy. <laughs> good. That's thing. a good thing. Good, yeah. good problem to have. Um, we touched on kind of logistics as well. Obviously, the the ocean freight stuff seems like U.S. like truck freight has been okay too. I mean, we're getting a lot of <clears throat> inbound calls and inquiries for three PLs and companies wanting to you know offer us freight rates. And we talked with TLC last time, and they said obviously as things get a bit slower, you get more availability. It just seems like it makes sense. So I think we've had pretty good luck with a lot of freight rates. I don't know. I know some of those long hauls still remain kind of expensive. Like we're shipping stuff from kind of the Midwest up to the Northeast, and it's still. Pretty pricey, but, but. It's, it's coming down because I, I had some lanes that were like twenty-two cents at one point in time. Now uh, today they're sixteen. I mean, it's because fuel surcharge, fuel surcharge is less coming down. But also the price of the freight itself, the quote itself, is coming down. So, yeah. so it's, it's it's getting better for sure. Yeah, it seems like there's going to be a, congestion, a, isn't there? Yeah, I was going to say it seems like there's a new floor on freight rates. Like it's not going to be down to where it was pre-pandemic, yeah. but uh, it's it's getting yeah. down to better rate better prices than they have been which is a net like you see some of these you know they want to offer kids 100 grand or whatever out of college mm -hmm. to to move freight which makes sense we need more drivers but obviously that comes with the cost and you may see that with just higher base rates now yep unless they're autonomously driving you know trucks which uh, again the discussion about that is a reason to not go into it you know if your career is five years until these trucks are driving themselves why yeah. You can make a hundred grand for five years and then you're out. Yeah. What's the point of getting into it? So, you know, there needs to be a better understanding of, of what the future is. And, um, and we do have a big infrastructure bill, which maybe I'll tackle some of that. Yeah. Um, our next kind of segment topic, we have, uh, Caitlin Hagen from our office coming on. She's been on before. Uh, yeah, we're bringing, was that you or was that George? No, 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 that's me. Oh, that was you. <laughs> I can't tell if it's the sound bar or if it's, if it's actually you. Um, but yeah, so we have Caitlin coming on. TCC is, is proud to have been awarded a, a silver medal for the Ecovatus 2023 year, which is great. Um, all, you know, we also had a 2022 silver medal, but showed a, a I think, double-digit increase uh, in certain categories for this year, which is great. So Caitlin's going to come on and uh, and talk Ecovatus. I know something that we've put a big focus on the last couple of years and yeah. is uh, important. Certain regions, especially I think in Europe, has a much, much higher yeah. importance than 
you know, something that's been good to put a lot of effort into. Really proud to get the silver medal again and, and hoping to improve to uh, a gold in the future and, yeah. and and beyond. So we're working hard at that. Yeah, we'll flip it to Caitlin to, to talk more about Echo Vada. She's our, certainly our in-house expert. So we'll give it over to Caitlin. Morning, Caitlin. How good you doing? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Welcome back. Thank you. Is your second ever podcast appearance? Have you any, yes. other, any other podcast guest appearances no. you don't know about? No. Nope. Nice. It's always nice having like new people on. It's fun. I enjoy it. That's what that's that's the response that we hope from from everybody. Yeah, so. it's a little intimidating, but no, it's no big deal. It's good stuff. No big deal. Um, we are here to talk about Equivatus and yes. sustainability and all those fun topics these days. Yes. Um, so I know you've really overseen and managed and worked with kind of TCC's sustainability and regulatory, you know, offering and and program as a whole for a long time now. Um, which obviously the Equivatus falls under. Um, so obviously TCC was just awarded a silver medal for 2023. So really want to talk about, you know, for anyone that maybe kind of framing it where if, if you have no idea what Equivatus is or what the program means or what the medals mean, um, you know, what, what is the program? What's involved with obviously the, the application processes and getting getting a medal and getting ranked and, and you know, obviously what does it mean for TCC to, to have that silver medal for 2023? So I'll let you kind of just you know, explain it as if somebody, you know, knew nothing about it and, and what it is and what the program is and what it means to have a medal and all that fun stuff. Absolutely. So Echovadis is a program that provides sustainability ratings for companies in a variety of industries, including the chemical industry, companies like Amazon, L'Oreal, Unilever, Johnson & Johnson, they all participate in the program. And companies like BASF and TCC are chemical uh, companies that are Echovadis certified, I guess you could say. Um, I guess that's a good point. I've never thought about it in the frame of outside the chemical industry. Like I've always thought about it from like chemical companies, yes. our customers and suppliers that are ranked. But I guess that's a good point. It's like, you know, it's a much yes. bigger program than just the chemical industry. Any company that wants to show that they are committed to sustainability efforts is essentially someone who would want to participate in Echovadis. Yep. So it started in Paris in 2007, and since then it's grown to be an internationally recognized organization for sustainability ratings. TCC, I believe, started participating in 2017 or 2018. This is actually my first year fully being on board with the certification process since we had some other employees that were working with it. And it's actually a really nice platform. It goes very nicely hand in hand with all of our programs that we subscribe to, which include ISO 14001, which is the environmental management system, as well as NACD's responsible distribution. And what's cool about being Ecovada certified and having NACD's responsible distribution is that this year they changed the rating or the guiding principles for NACD's program, where if you're Ecovada certified to bronze or better, which we are, you are considered compliant in their sustainability pillar for their principles. Hmm. So it kind of gives us a one up yeah. and a pass and helps us when it comes time to be recertified to re responsible distribution that we have a leg up. Sure. And yeah, it'll what, help us. was it bronze, silver, gold, platinum? Yes. Yep. So yeah, the ratings quickly. Um, there's a good, which is bronze, and that is a score, an overall score of 45 to 64. Out of 100. Out of 100. Then there is advanced, which is silver, which is TCC, which is a 65 to an 84. The next level is outstanding, which is gold, 
which is an 85 to 100. And then the platinum is a special recognition. You're the top 1% of all the Ecovadis companies. So yep. yeah, we do have some um, relationships with suppliers that are platinum, sure. which is really cool. And yeah, having the seal is just a nice way to show that we're committed to sustainability efforts and that, you know, we're doing our due diligence and checking in annually to make sure we're still compliant in yeah. other areas. And obviously I'm sure the application process or the whole process is different. You know, we obviously don't manufacture anything ourselves. So mm -hmm. that I'm sure that process and application process looks different for us versus like a BASF or one of these big global chemical producers who own plants and all these different things. So I'm, I'm sure that process is a little bit different for, for each. Yes, there is um, a step-by-step -step process for receiving the rating as well. And the first step is, you know, re you register. And the important piece with registration is your company size, your count, your employee count, mm -hmm. and the size of your business. That helps determine what type of questionnaire you're going to get. Sure. So the next step is doing the questionnaire annually, where you submit documents, policies, procedures, any data related to... Um, Sometimes it's even like environmental usage, electricity use, usage um, at a facility like TCC where it's administrative, you know, we're relatively low risk as far as environmental issues go. But the concern is, you know, the suppliers and the partners that we do business with is hoping that they also participate in a similar program. Right, right. Or at least have procedures in place that if there were an accident or an incident that um, they would do the right thing. Yeah. Essentially. And from obviously I've never been involved in like, the application process, but I know from what I've kind of overheard you talking about in office meetings and stuff, it can be a pretty rigorous sort of application process and yes. a lot of detail involved. This one is actually very rigorous. Um, it's similar to an audit. What's nice is it's a lot of document uploads. It's not as intense as an actual audit with a human sitting next to you yep. watching you complete the procedures. Yep. Um, but it is very comprehensive and they don't leave any details out. Sure. Um, but the platform's really useful and they offer a lot of resources to help you upload your documents and what they're looking for and ways to improve your score, which yep. that's the name of the game. Continuous improvement is right. the buzzword. And obviously, I think TCC has shown that. I think we were, what, bronze first and then have slowly kind of moved up? Yes, we have improved our score year to year. And this year we received a 10% increase in our overall score. Yep. And we also received another increase. I believe that was also 10% in the environmental pillar because there are different pillars of the system. Sure. So you have your environmental pillar, your labor and human rights pillar, the ethics pillar, and your sustainable procurement pillar. So you have to hit each one of those showing documentation that you are operating in a way that promotes those initiatives. Yep. And it's amazing how big of a thing it's gotten, even in the last maybe just couple of years. Like I know a lot of customers and suppliers, even I deal with, they'll ask, you know, you get a new supplier questionnaire form and here it is. And there'll be a checkbox. Like if you have Equivatus XYZ, you can skip certain sections. Like it shows that you're already approved in these different things. So it's it's certainly a great thing to have. And it's, it's amazing how it seems to come up more and more and more with suppliers or customers or people that, you know, really are keeping an eye on whether you have a certain rating. Not that it may be make or break whether you do business or not, but it's really a, a nice thing to have and, and helps that workflow for sure. Yes, it helps you skip a lot of paperwork and it helps you become a face of something that is looked at in a good light. Yeah. Um, you see that a lot with, I've seen it a lot with customers asking for ISO certificates. And I think Echo Vodis is kind of gaining in popularity, especially in the U.S. now yeah. for that um, type of recognition as far as a 
system you're using to maintain your operations yep. responsibly. Yes, yeah, so obviously we got that silver 2023 medal recently, which is great. We've had the little banner on our emails. I know that's dealing mm-hmm. with anyone. TCC sees the email banners. We'll put the email banner right here because I like making George work and post at it. Um, but it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been great. We've, we've had a lot of feedback, even we were talking about on the full podcast episode that, you know, we've had people replying and either asking about it or saying congratulations on that. So it's, it's a good way to put it out there and it's, it's great to have. And um, yeah, I think it's, it's been a nice addition the last five, six years being ranked with that. Yeah. It's actually interesting. Just before this podcast, I received a request from someone saying, Hey, you know, we're trying to be Ecovada certified. What tips do you have? And um, you know, we're just starting the process. So any help you can give us is great. And I'm you didn't know Famous. you'd be the foremost expert in Ecobot. No, <laughs> I didn't. Especially after this podcast, they're going to be flying I in. know. I think I'm going to get a lot more of those requests after yeah. today, but yeah. it's all in good stuff. Happy to help. And um, yeah, it's, I mean, I think the program's really great and it's helpful to, you know, maintain new business opportunities and, yeah. you know, show that we're a responsible company and we care about the environment and all the good stuff. Well, like you said, it's all about continuous improvement. Like it's a, it's a outline and a format to make sure we're continuing to do different things as a company and improve and continue to grow on what we did last year. So even just that, even if it never even got published externally, if it's something that got sent to us and nobody ever asked us about it, it's still a nice thing to do for us because it just shows that we're continuing to improve as a company. Yes. And then what's great about the Echo Vadis too, is that it's annual. So mm-hmm. it does, it's a good timeline to think, you know, what worked, what didn't, what can we do better? Right. And what's the timeline to a gold medal? I'd love to get it for 2024. (laughs) I think we can. um, Now that I've done it in fall and see where our gaps lie and ways we can improve. And I think it's in our future for sure. Hopefully next year, if not next year. There's always the year after. All right. Well, I'll send you a calendar invite for one year from today. We'll do this exact thing again. We'll, We'll talk about our gold medal. Yeah, and you can hold up the gold medal. Exactly. Yeah, it'll be good. We should get little like like actual ones made. Like it's it's really just a digital thing. Like the, you know we put the thing on our email banner and stuff like that. But we mm-hmm. should get like little little actual. A nice, made. yeah, a nice little. Yeah. thing would be cool. Like Echo Vadis, we're listening. Feel free to send it over. Yeah, we'd love to see that. Yeah. sitting on our in our conference room over exactly. there with all our other certifications. Exactly. Well, I appreciate the introduction and update on you know where we are with Echo Vadis. I think mm-hmm. it was a great overview, even just talking to the guys like, oh, I'm, I'm going to listen to that because, you know, we're Equivatus ranked, obviously, and we talk a lot about it in office meetings and things like that. But there's a lot of intricacies and obviously you're neck deep in, you know, what it, what it entails to be approved and, and have these stamps and you, you know, know about, more about it than anyone else in the company. So it's be a good uh, internal update on, you know, what it is and what it means, as well as I'm sure a lot of people out there that maybe your company has Equivatus ratings, but even you're not 100% sure what it means and what it entails. So it's Great overview. Appreciate you coming on and we'll uh, we'll talk about our gold medal next year. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Caitlin. All right, moving on. Uh, some product specific stuff coming into, uh, I guess, March. It's it's late February now. So looking ahead to, to March, um, you know, I think we've still seen some some of the kind of seesaw effects on pricing as demand picks up. Um, you know, material gets short and prices go up kind of as you mentioned before, kind of see. Got ahead of ourselves a little bit. Less and less product coming in. And, and as, you know, demand picks up, obviously people may pay a price tag a bit higher for some, uh, some, some prop material. Um, obviously the Fed has continued to increase rate hikes, uh, or increase rates. Um, we're seeing that gap between that gas coming way off oil being relatively flat, but things like benzene and propylene ticking up. So it'd be interesting to see what happens in March is not really a clear picture on stuff going up or going down. It seems like for, for next month, it's going to be a, kind of a mixed bag. I, I just saw some price increase notifications this morning on oxo alcohols, obviously an impact from propylene. Mm-hmm. 
So I did see that. I think it was up seven from uh, one of our competitors. Um, you know, we're um, definitely uh, in the uh, crop nutrient world that's based on natural gas. So uh, the energies in Europe, which uh, some of our supply comes from, and the U.S. are, are down uh, significantly from their highs yep. uh, of last year when there was the energy concerns uh, from the Russia conflict. Um, still, as I mentioned before, seeing uh, import offers of different products at pretty low prices, even with the tariff, 25% duty and all the costs on top of it, China prices are still extremely low. Um, but yeah, so I, I would say that uh, March, you, you're definitely going to see some impact on um, on contracts based on benzene and propylene. Yep. Uh, those two are the, are the highlights for this month in terms of wow, where's this change coming from? And propylene obviously is a, a big impact from demand for polypropylene. I don't see polymer demand as being uh, exceptionally strong. So uh, most of it has to do with um, run rates for propylene, especially the PDH, propylene dehydration units. Um, those are the ones that have been up and down and, uh, and have caused some uh, tightness in that market. Yeah. Yeah, I can run down kind of pricing a little bit. The the Jan contract for benzene was three fifty eight, and the spot rates anywhere from three eighty to four ten ish. So certainly a big increase there. Ammonia kind of trended up a bit. Um, obviously, propylene went up for February. I think there was a lot of expectation that was kind of a blip, and that it would come back down. Obviously, that's trending back upwards now for March. Um, oil's been pretty flat, but nat gas big drop. Um, mm. When we did the last episode, it was in the three fifty range. Uh, no, sorry more like the $4 range, and then now we're in the 220 230 range, so a big drop on U.S. nat gas. We uh, had a call this morning with one of our, obviously, big producing partners, Avonik. Um, they're seeing European natural gas prices coming back down. Now, they're still 5 to 10x what they are in the U.S. I think if they said right now it's in the 220 range here in the U.S., it's in the 20 to $25 range in Europe, so certainly still extremely high, but I think we saw it even 2 or 3x that recently, so things are trending downwards on uh, on that gas obviously we're kind of coming out of the winter season and it's been a pretty mild winter so um not necessarily maybe surprising to see it coming off maybe a bit surprising to see it coming down that much but yeah um yeah kind of a, a mixed bag and, and different things well keep in mind that if china does come roaring back they do you consume a lot of natural gas uh from you know the rest of the world so that might have an impact and yeah we got through the real uh scary time of you know um you know, extremely cold temperatures in, in Europe with, with no natural gas. So, you know, that's, um, that's, you know, at least, you know, in our conscience, you know, we're, we're through that. So I think that's a big deal, yeah. you know, and they, and then of course, Germany built, uh, one of the biggest, uh, uh, terminals to receive gas yep. within one year, yep. multi billions of dollars is spent. So now they're importing us, natural gas directly into Germany. So uh, there's been a lot of changes in very rapid uh, time. Yeah. Um, and maybe getting some product-specific stuff, obviously, if propylene continues trending up, may see butanol going up again for Oxo alcohols March. are definitely being impacted. I mean, you've yep. seen the price in Asia go up uh, two to $300 a ton uh, right after the Chinese New Year. Um, Oxo alcohol prices are already increased for uh, Feb 1. You've got another increase 
for March one. That's uh, I just saw this morning. And if there's higher alcohol prices, you got to higher ester prices. Yep. So plasticizer prices will be right behind that. But if you have a, a, a scourge of imports coming from Asia because there's zero demand in China, it's going to placate that increase significantly. Yep. And uh, and AJ is keeping a, a bit of a closer eye on a dipic these days with uh, kind of a wink wink there. So well, yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> you know maybe a good time to stock up on a dipic because especially on contract basis, you know things probably increasing. For, Place your orders for, March. for a dipic. Yep. Send, send POs. <laughs> period. Um. Yeah, anything else on kind of pricing raw materials? That sort of covers it. Yeah, benzene's up. So a dipic HMD uh, derivatives of benzene. I mean, uh, uh, you know, all all benzene derivatives will be impacted for sure. Yep. Styrene uh, will be impacted, you know. So, um, yeah, keep an eye on that. It's really high, which gives it a lot of room to drop too as sure. well. Yep, yep. That was very philosophical. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, <laughs> you guys, I'm doing all the talking today, man. I feel bad. <laughs> Well, we'll let uh we'll let AJ talk about upcoming trade shows then. At that point, uh, it's been a been a busy travel season. There's been a lot of people flying, traveling, seeing people, both work wise, obviously vacation wise, which is great, good time of year for it. And uh, I think you know February, March, April are uh, big time for work, travel, trade shows starting to make a comeback here. Tis the season. Tis yep. the season. Yeah, one of the we'll, best seasons. We'll have a group of us down in Nashville next week for the uh, the Sakma Chemicals America show. I don't know what the formal name is, but the Sakma show in Nashville. Yep. Uh, be Nicole, Corey, myself, Ben, and uh, Steve Friedewald. We have a booth, uh, 404, so please reach out for meetings. We're starting to book uh, lunches and dinners and meetings and things like that, so, um, you know, let us know. We'll be and there. If you reference this podcast, you get 10% off your next order. Yeah. No, <laughs> no just kidding. Just kidding. I mean, we can probably make that happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not too happy about that. Send, send Javi a WhatsApp. Ask for a discount. Send me WhatsApp for the WhatsApp discount. WhatsApp me. <laughs> me for the discount. And then after that, uh, AFPM is our is our big one for the year. Um, that's looking to be really busy. We have uh, our golf outing, cocktail party, and uh, a whole bunch of meetings. We're pretty pretty booked up at this point. But if you still haven't scheduled a meeting with us, let us know, and we'll uh, we'll get you on the on the schedule. Um, but we'll have a, a large contingent down there. Um, like I twenty know. of us coming down. Oh, really? Wow. Well, Jeez. Twenty more. I don't know. We should we should charter a plane. Although <laughs> well, they're not all coming from here. Yeah, that's we true. You know, <laughs> pick, pick them up along the way. How are you gonna get your miles if we charter a plane? <laughs> yeah, that's true. We'll do a milk run on the way down. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's gonna be a good AFPM. I mean, definitely, people are back to travel, and like Javi said, a lot of Latin America, a lot of European. Contact a lot coming, of Asian coming, a lot of Asian coming. Yeah, for, they haven't been since 2019, so a lot of people from Korea, yep. uh, China, Taiwan are coming down after four years. Yep. Yeah, we got upwards of 50 golfers playing with us on Saturday. We just wow. crossed the 200 threshold for a cocktail party. <laughs> <laughs> there goes um, the profit from this year. <laughs> Into the cocktail party in the golf. There's yeah. going to be an ROI. We'll yeah, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, we'll make, I'm sure we'll they will. We'll, we'll right. show you the numbers. <laughs> right. numbers. Numbers don't lie. We'll follow that uptick in hobby. I'm starting to sweat. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not. It's not the lights this time. But no, it's gonna be busy. Busy spring. Looking forward to it. Yeah, and man. then you guys get to go to Delhi. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's in May, but we're starting to book meetings. Javi and myself will be in Delhi for the uh, APIC, which is the Asia. 
Petrochemical in- Industry Conference. And it's the first one in person since prior to COVID. So yeah, oh yeah, should be a busy one. There wasn't one last year. No, no. I think they did a virtual, they did a virtual or something yeah. like that last yeah. year. But yeah, this will be the first in person one. So tell us about your feelings on Delhi. I don't have many feelings. I don't know much about <laughs> it, but I'll uh, I'll report back after the trip. And I'm looking forward to it. I've never been to India, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be cool. Yeah, it's gonna be hot. Not cool. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <it's gonna> be <laughs> hot. 120 F is what I heard. Yep. WTF. I didn't even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what was interesting is, uh, you know, I was working with these guys to book the flights, and what's interesting is they can go to JFK, which is in New York, if you don't know, but they can fly direct to Delhi for Crazy. 15 hours. This, it just seems impossible to me, you yep. know, like how do they do that, you know, but a direct flight to Delhi, it's uh, not so bad. Sounds equally as convenient as much as I don't want to actually do that. Doesn't sound like yeah, any fun at all. Yeah. Like I understand the convenience aspect to it, but it doesn't sound like Hobby fun. loves that. I mean, I'll, he, I'll, he would I'll, be... I'll, I, I usually with JFK and then go to Buenos Aires, Sao Paulo, uh, Sao Paulo Rio, whatever I need to go. It's yeah. just easy. Just because or, or that or make another stop. Right. Might as well just go to JFK. It's only a three-hour drive, by the way. Yeah. For people that don't know. He gets three-hour drive. He gets business class. When he gets there, he gets <laughs> concierge level, free drinks, free food on the flight. You know, you can sleep. You know. I bring my CPAP. I bring my CPAP and just connect it and just... He's out. He's if out. If you're going to do it, you might as well do it right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, agree. <laughs> I have no issues with how Avi does it. Might want to write a book on that. People will buy that. It'll be a bestseller. You know, that's, how that's, to travel right. Big money right there. Big money. That's, that's the caption on AJ's expense report. If you're going to do it, you might as well do it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it right. Cindy might stop that, though. That's our, that's our motto for the golf outing, too, at 8 yeah. p.m. Yep. Yep. <laughs> go big or go home. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, some TCC news. Have we like to share some of the some of no, the TCC news? You you go. You, you want go. me want me to share? Yes, please. We're happy to happy to have, uh, help Ingrid Ruiz welcome a new baby. Our one of our, our Mexican oh congrats Latin American sales reps. Yes, yes, yes. New baby, new baby. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, welcome, Emmanuel. Wow. Con- congrats to uh, yeah. Congrats, Ingrid and Angel. Yeah. Angel will be at the cocktail party. Oh, fantastic. They're Angel. not bringing the baby, though, right? No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> Angel is the chemical industry. But she's not coming, right? No, she's she's going to stay home with yeah, the baby? Yes. Okay. She's on maternity leave or whatever you're going to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very excited. How long is that in Mexico, maternity leave? Uh, a year. Come on. Are you serious? <laughs> no, 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 three months. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. No, they say, I guess it is. In, Chi- in China, it's 15 minutes, you know, so. It's <laughs> <laughs> like three months. Wow. I mean, in Europe, it's, for men, it's a year or two years. So. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a Cana- year for both. Ca- Canadian, it's also a long time. Wow. Canadian? Canadian? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like AJ was given time after he had kids. He came right back to work. He just wanted <laughs> to come back to work, and so did I. We came right back to work. I don't think paternity leave was a thing when I had kids. I don't That's think. I don't think me and you. I don't think we I had took the vacation option. Days for that. Yeah, <laughs> I think you had to. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to give those back. <laughs> I know. After like the first four days, you were texting me like, "When are you coming back? What are you doing?" Yeah. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, you can't feed these kids. Yeah, Come no, on. I, I, was, I was sitting there with nothing. You don't to have do. the assets. I was like, "Tip, I gotta go. Rob, <laughs> Rob needs me." It's a lot like post COVID too. After like two weeks, we're like, "No, this isn't. This isn't working." Yeah. Yeah, as, as a dad, you're kind of useless in the yeah. first six months anyway. Yeah. But. Yeah. COVID hit. I went home, B 
because I, so I wouldn't get sick and I got sick. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, this is the worst. So yeah, no, we don't like to be home. Yeah, ironically, you went home from the office, got sick, and then you came back to the office to move into the barracks. Stayed in the barracks, <laughs> I know. Weeks. I got the OG strain of COVID. Yeah. yeah. That, was, uh, that was fun. Well, I think that kind of wraps things up for this episode. Uh, you know, it always seems like there's not a whole lot going on. We start talking, no, it's we, like there's we, we not have a whole lot going on. We so. have a new sales rep. Yeah? Yes, we got a welcome. Yeah, John Gorsica. He's uh, welcome to the team, uh, you know, and uh, we've got a couple more in the pipeline. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, we're really excited. We've got, obviously, you met Caitlin earlier. She's moved over from customer service to the sales side. Very much an emphasis in the company on sales and uh, growth and uh, and sustainability, you know, and all those different things. Yep. We're coming up with a new portfolio of sustainable products, you know, that we're, we already have, but we need to present them to show everybody how sustainable they are. So sales focus, we're grinding it out. We're not merging and acquiring. We're just pushing ahead. And, uh, you know, despite the, uh, you know, the volatility and everything, we're just going to we'll keep having at it. So really excited to have John aboard and, and, and a few more people in the coming months and, and, uh, blessed to be in this industry with, uh, with all of our counterparts and friends and look forward to seeing everybody AFPM, uh, next week at the Sakma show. I won't be there, but it'll be nice to be back in, in, uh, in the grind, yeah. you know? So, well, I couldn't have summarized it myself, so we'll leave it at that. Uh, I, I've been doing all the talking today. That, no, so. it's been good. It's, <laughs> been it's been good. It's been good. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Well, yeah. as always, appreciate you for listening. Uh, this is episode 87 of The View from Jamestown. As always, can find both the audio and the video version wherever you find your podcasts. Feel free to scroll down for some show notes, links to some of the stuff we were talking about here. But as always, we appreciate you for listening, and we'll uh, catch you guys probably post-AFPM, I guess. You know, it's kind of late yeah. Feb, so we'll do a little little recap, recap. post-AFPM. Post yeah. So, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. it's gonna be after. Yeah, I'll be, I'll <laughs> our scheduling, our scheduling guy <laughs> here. <laughs> Attention to detail, guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, as always, thank you for listening. Contact Hobby for your ten percent discount, and we'll see you next time. What's on me? What's on me? <laughs> bye bye.